wouldn't you like to pause from your busy day and listen in to experts and homeschool parents like you about the beautiful world of homeschooling? This podcast is designed just for you. Each episode connects you to the best conversations that will give you courage and fill your cup so you can keep pouring into your family every single day. Introducing the Hey Mama Homeschool Show, brought to you by The Old Schoolhouse, your trusted homeschool partner for over 20 years. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hey Mama Homeschool Show. I'm Christine, and I'll be your host this week. I am a homeschool mom of two boys, and I am here in Ontario, Canada. I have the privilege of working for schoolhouseteachers.com, which is a division of the old schoolhouse. Joining me today is Cody Hanner from The Homestead Education. And I'm so glad that you were able to join us today, Cody. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Awesome. And so just to let you know, her website, I'll probably repeat this at the end, but her website is thehomesteadeducation.com. And we'll get into a little bit more about what she does over there. Let me introduce our topic for today. Our topic is Teacher Helps, Podcasts, Books, and Blogs. And so this is this is cool because we get to do a little cross promo here on our podcast because Cody also has her own podcast. And so we'll have all the links in the show notes for you. But we wanted to first talk about, you know, why it's good for us teachers, us homeschool teachers, to actually do a little bit of homework to sort of better, make things better about how we teach our kids. And so some of the ways we can do that is one, listening to wonderful podcasts, and there's so many out there, books, and and read up on blogs. And I know uh, many homeschoolers um, have kind of fallen into this category. And and this is a a very good trend among homeschoolers that we kind of like to support each other and we like to tell our stories out there. And it's so important to do this because you get to see what other people are doing. And so you don't feel like you're doing this on your own. You're like, oh, this person's struggling, you know, with this thing or, oh, I didn't even think about trying this kind of way of teaching. And this is this is actually what I was looking for. And so this is so good. So we wanted to talk about, yeah, what uh, what what are your thoughts on doing some homework for for home homeschooling? I'm just going to say I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. When we first started homeschooling. I mean, we were like anti-homeschoolers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and we we started eight years ago. So definitely like pre-pandemic and stuff. We weren't thrown into right. it for that. Right. But we were like, we were not that family at all. Like you send your kids to school and, you, you know, you do your thing. And, you know, I had worked for several years. I worked in uh, corporate agriculture. So, yeah, my kids were in school because I had a job. Mm. And um, when my husband and I met and got married, we were like, we still had that, you know, nope, kids go to school. And um, Mm -hmm. neither of us worked at that point. He was a disabled vet. And I had decided to take a couple of years off and be mom. We had a couple more kids. And um, I was like, we still just didn't want to homeschool at all. And my husband got sick. And we were told that he maybe only had like a year left. 
Wow. Yeah. And then um, at the same time, one of our kids got in trouble at school and suddenly it was like, we have to make a change right now. Right. And so we decided to pull all the kids and just experience life together. Mm. But I thought I had to do all the things. Yeah. So I recreated school at home and it was a miserable experience for the whole first semester to maybe a year. Mm -hmm. And if I would have had the opportunity to do the amount of research, not even the amount of research I've done now, but even the amount of research that I was able to do when I just took a minute off, Mm -hmm. our homeschool experience would have been a completely different thing Mm -hmm. and a much happier experience. Yeah. And I think uh, many, many who come from the public school Mm -hmm. setting, they have that in mind that, and there's that pressure of, you know, it's got to look this way. And so Mm -hmm. this is why we're here to share our stories about the fact that it does not need to Mm -hmm. look like any way, like any, (laughs) you know, you have, you have total control over how you homeschool your kids and it can look exactly like what you need it to look like. And that's the key. You have to do what your family needs and not what other people are doing. And so if you're Mm -hmm. in that boat and you're, you know, you maybe you're on the fence and you're trying to think, okay, how am I starting this? I can't, you know, I I don't think I can make it look like public school. Just stop, take a breath and just rethink, you know, what it is that you want for your family, what you want for your children and, and go from there, take a deep breath and, you know, start making notes and start talking to your family about it. Um, you, I'm Cody, I'm sure you've got so many uh, words of wisdom in that process alone. My experience was including, and then all the experiences I've heard about over the last eight years of following blogs. And I've, I mean, I went to 20 homeschool conventions last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what I've actually heard the most is that, I mean, it, culture's changing a lot right now. Yes. Yeah. A lot of you know, parents, in-laws, extended family don't understand what you're doing. And it's true. And you get a lot of that backlash of, are you doing enough for the kids? Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, I, you know, talk to your spouse, talk to the kids. Yeah. And that's what I mean by family. That's what I meant by family. Yeah. I, I am sort of the, I, I keep saying this over and over. I'm sort of the black sheep of the the extended family because right. I am the only one who's crazy enough to keep my kids home and homeschool them mm-hmm. and they do not as you said they do not understand yeah um, so what I'm doing what, yeah what works yeah. for your like core family and oh, yeah. embrace that so much yeah exactly exactly and it can and change it can change from one week to the next one year to the next whatever works for you yep and it needs to be flexible and that's what one thing that I've learned over the yeah I think I'm maybe 10, 10 years now, I kind of stopped counting. We started, you know, we like yeah. to say that we started since they were born. So, you know, just <laughs> teaching them as they go. And, you know, they, you've, you've got to learn to be flexible. If you, if you're mm-hmm. not a flexible person, homeschooling, you know, is all about flexibility because yeah. you, you've got different stages of, of yourself that you go through, but your kids are also going through different stages. And, you're you're discovering different learning styles you're discovering you know their their interests and Mm -hmm. all the and let me tell you kids change their interests 
when they're little, oh, yeah. especially. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All the time. So you're you're always, you know, adapting. Yeah. And 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 that's a good thing because you're you're staying on course. You're still able to stay on course, but still keep it interesting. So you're not just stuck, you know, okay, this is the way we gotta do it. We gotta do it day in and day out, and everything looks the same. You know, no one likes that. No one no. likes that, you know. It, there's well, a little bit of stability, the stability, I guess, in a schedule following like the checklist and whatever. But yeah, after a while, you're going to get bored as the teacher. So and, you know, I have a um, couple of neurodivergent kids. One of them has mm. OD, which is oppositional defiance disorder. Wow. And that was really challenging because he would find like anywhere I tried to be flexible for the rest of the group. He would see that as weakness. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'd be like, hey, it's a Monday, but we don't need to do school today. Let's embrace life and catch yeah. up on Friday. You know, I mean, in his eyes, then we no longer need to do school on Monday and he would not do school on Mondays because I let school go one Monday. I mean, it was wow. it was an interesting process with him. And I actually I think had I done my homework originally on how to uh, homeschool these types of kids. Cause I tried to homeschool them like they do at school. Right. Um, so I tried to keep him really regimented, keep him up to par and it was exhausting. And actually when he turned 15, he goes, I got offered a job as an electrician's apprentice. Can I do that instead of school? And we were wow. like, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, please do. And if I would have focused more on his skills in a different way for years before that, I think we would have had a different experience. Mm, um, because yeah. once he stopped doing school, I changed the way we homeschooled the rest of the kids. And it has been a completely different experience. Mm. My now 15-year-olds that were, I think they're four years younger than him. Mm. They pretty much teach themselves at this point. Yeah. And yeah. they enjoy it and they want to, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is one of the, the reasons why uh, many parents are pulling their kids out of public school too, because of the neurodiversity, like there's such an increase now of what children mm -hmm. are dealing with now and the public schools are not equipped to how to handle it. They really are. And aren't. so, yeah. And I, I speak from experience um, because I, I, worked eight years in a special needs school mm -hmm. for middle schoolers. And I saw that they were not able to give that one-on-one -on -one assistance because everyone had a different need. Yeah. And so, but they were plumped into, you know, certain classrooms and just hope you hope for the best. I'm like, this right? is nuts. This it, is nuts. Yeah, it really is. And they, I mean, not only are they not equipped to help these kids, then the culture that's happening at public schools yep. just doesn't support where they need to be. And it makes them more influential. And it's a really concerning place for any of those types of kids. And it is. Luckily, like what I think is really great is I've seen a lot of farm schools and outdoor schools and forest schools and those types of things pop up that really embrace neurodivergent kids. And it gives families an opportunity that if they still have to have a full-time job and need a place for their kids to go, but they don't want them in a public or even a private school setup, these like co-ops and farm schools and stuff, it gives more of a one-on-one -on -one hands-on experience for these kids. And I super support those. Yeah. And see, I, 
you were talking about forest schools. I just recently found out about forest schools <laughs> and I'm like, what is this thing? And like the opportunities out there, like, again, like just to move away from what you're taught as, okay, school should look like this. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be in a classroom setting. You have to sit at a desk and, you know, you as the par parent slash teacher needs to stand at a board, you know, like to, to, to get that out of your head and to, to, to be exposed to all the variety out there of ways you can educate your kids. Mm -hmm. um, it's just unbelievable. And yeah, just by listening to podcasts and reading those blogs out there and even going on social media and joining those homeschooling groups. Yeah. Those are, fantastic. Those are a little scary, but yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, you got to pick and <laughs> <Yeah>. choose, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But just, you know, reading and looking and seeing what's out there. And of course you take, you know, what you can from them and apply it if it, mm -hmm. if it works for your family and, and molding and shaping what education looks like for your kids is, is, um, is so important to do. Yeah. I think what nobody really told me is that there was different styles of homeschooling. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, now after I've, I mean, I was homeschooling for two or three years before that conversation even came across my plate, but I mean, even eight years ago, the whole blogging podcast realm wasn't even fully there. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of just getting rolling. And so, yeah, I was probably two or three years in before I even learned that there was different homeschooling styles. And now I joke that we're traditional eclectic unschoolers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're kind of, we, we kind of fall in that boat too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, like everybody has a different curriculum for what works for them for that age group and where they're yeah. at in life. But then I have like a couple hours in the morning that we make sure we get our math and English and those types of things done. And then we just learn on the farm. Yeah. And that's awesome. And yeah. We take classes in town. We, you know, follow interests and it's, you know, my uh, first grader, he was like, mom, I don't want to learn how to read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I really want to fight my first grader on it? You know, no, or... no. And he goes, can I do like a second math curriculum? I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, I was like, let's do that. <laughs> so like starting last year, he's pretty much self-taught himself to third grade math. And he's in the wow. first. And I'm like, you That's know what? Amazing. Like you do you, you know, I mean, cause I'm like, he's, you know, listening to apps where they're reading to him and that type of stuff. So I'm like, let's, we're good. Mm -hmm. Well, the other day he comes storming in the house, all mad. And he's like, mom, you got me this kit to catch bugs. And it comes with a little chart to identify my bugs. And I can't read it. Oh, he's like, get my, get my curriculum out. We got to learn. I need to learn to read it. <laughs> And so now he's doing like two lessons a day. I love it. Sits there and tries to like sound out foraging books and stuff. Like he doesn't want to read like the, you know, Jane ran up the hill yeah. type. Yeah. It's like he has like a foraging book out and he's like, I can sound this one out because I know what all these plants are. I'm like, oh. you're awesome, man. And my husband was like, you know, I never really totally understood unschooling until I saw this. And I was like, yep, I just let him be a boy and be outside and do his thing. And he found the need to want to read. Yeah, that's like my my boys, too. And it, it just all of a sudden you realize, wait, how do you know how to read that word? And right. how, because they were following their own interests, like my mm -hmm. guys were um, dinosaurs at one point. One is so into um, airplanes right now. Um, so he's studying, you know, World War II. 
mm-hmm. and and all that stuff, all the planes and and whatnot. And the other one is obsessed with marine biology, like just See? everything yeah. marine biology. And like they're they walk around <laughs> in the public, talking to people about all these things. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you knew that. <laughs> like, and they're using all these big words. I'm like, I didn't do that. Right. They, uh-uh. they sat. They found the books. The you know these huge encyclopedia things, and they started figuring things out. You know, it started just look by looking pictures and mm-hmm. looking at the pictures, and and then you know the words kind of came. And I'm like, I. I feel like I didn't even teach my kids to to read. I don't I don't even yeah. know how that happened, but because you just allow them to experience mm-hmm. things, it's it's amazing. Well, like currently my 15-year-old is reading a textbook on the history of farm mechanics. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like whatever, dude. You know, um we were at fair this year. Um our kids show dairy cows. Oh, nice. And, you know, we have a raw milk dairy and we travel to all these conventions that have you know, they talk about raw milk and rogue food and those types of things. Mm-hmm. And I had another parent come over to me in the pig barn because I'm the a pig, a swine leader. Right. And they're like, wow, we were talking to your twins. They know a lot about like raw milk and the, you know, beta casein proteins. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I had no clue they were paying attention, but yeah, yeah that's great. <laughs> Yeah. And so there, it's so wonderful to know and see, this is, this is why we do this. This is why mm-hmm. we're talking about our stories because we want to encourage you um, out there who are listening that, you know, take the pressure off because yeah. they will learn. They will. And it's yeah. just, it's just how they learn, where they learn, where they pick it up from. And so it's our job to sort of facilitate that and, you know, give them the opportunities to be different places and to have access to different kinds of books and, and all of that stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll be so surprised to see what they pick up, what they learn. And yeah. And what they've great. interesting. And then you can just go from there. And that's, that's another thing that I love about how big the homeschool world is growing right now. Yeah. Is pretty much anything that your kids are interested in, you can find Yep. A curriculum on. Yep. yep. And that's, that's been a huge help because even whether it's just a small unit study all the way up to a full year curriculum, if my kids are like, I'm interested in something, I can like go download something real quick or, you know, buy something and they have that extra resource that they can use how they see fit. Yeah. And that's the, within the last, I think two years now, I've really moved away from set curriculums. I kind of just, you know, I just sit there and I watch my kids and, you know, as they're talking, as they're sharing, as they're getting excited about certain things, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we need, they they want to learn more about, you know, pigs. Okay. Let me just find a little something. Ding, ding. Oh, here you go. And then we work on that for a few weeks and then you, you know, you listen again. And so like, I don't even, we just kind of build, we just, add on as the year goes Mm -hmm. by we do we do schooling all year round we don't I don't believe in doing the the whole break we take breaks when we feel like it we don't want to do school for two weeks and go someplace we do that if not learning happens all the time anywhere any place well like the state we live in in the states has like the most lax homeschool laws oh perfect so there's I mean I think they say ages six to 16 you should teach them the core subjects that's the entire law (laughs) <laughs> like there's wow. no time you don't have to check in with anybody you don't have to register with nothing and so yeah. 
we just school pretty much whenever we feel like it. And, you know, around here we take spring planting off and we take hunting season sure. off. Yep. But then we school over the summer. Like when it's hot, we don't want to be out doing anything. Anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I'm being a little more strict with my high schoolers this year. They're freshmen. And so sure. we all got sick when we came home from a vacation. Oh, and I said, okay, well, you know, that's fine. You don't need to do school, but we have a month before like Christmas break. Mm-hmm. And so I would like you guys to come up with a plan on how you're going to get caught up. Because when I was a freshman, that's what I would have had to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they came up with a plan and actually as of today will be their last day of double lessons to be caught up. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. So I was like, Impressive. I was really proud of them, you know, and they made a plan together and, you know, uh, negotiated on how they were going to do it because, you know, my daughter doesn't like doing two English lessons a day. My son loves doing two math lessons a day. And so they wow. worked the deal together. So that's awesome. And, and this is what, what it is about, like having, teaching mm-hmm. them to take the initiative to, to yeah. do those things because then they actually do it. So it's not yeah. you shaking your finger, like a school teacher, <laughs> you know, do this. Cause I said so, um, because guess what? Your kids are just going to be like, yeah, right. See you mm-hmm. later. Um, but because they're included in this process, because you ask them, like you, you come up with a plan and they yep. did. Right. Mm-hmm. And they will. So it's, it's, it I think certainly that's one takes of the, the pressure off that homeschool kids build a lot faster because when you're in public school, you just have somebody regimenting your time all the yep. time, yep. how you have to do everything in life. And you just have to become this really great rule follower. Mm hmm. Where when you're homeschooled, you get more of those natural consequences. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, even something like this, if they don't get their work done, then we're kind of working more into the summer. And, you know, then, you know, they see their friends at fair, which is in August for us. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, moving on to sophomore year. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're still doing our freshman math, you know, and (laughs) they don't want to be doing that. So. Right. Yeah. This is great. So you have so much information on your site I was looking through, but specifically for our listeners, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us uh, what kind of teacher helps you specifically have uh, for for homeschoolers on the Homestead Education website? Yeah, I have um, a few really good articles on how to start homeschooling and how different types of curriculums can fit into your styles. I also have a whole, um, I have a, like a mini ebook on how to start homeschooling and it has a worksheet on where you can find the laws for your state, how you can learn about different styles, mm-hmm. how you can learn about different curriculums, um, you know, how to figure out childcare, how to figure out working from home if you need to, like a lot of those steps. So that if you just decide like, I'm ready today and feel like you don't have that support, Mm-hmm. there's something there that you can work through. And then of course, I'm always happy to answer questions. Perfect. And so they can reach out to you on the website. I mm-hmm. see that it's, it pops up right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so obviously you have your podcast. Tell us a little bit about your your podcast so people can yeah. pop on. It, it's called the Homestead Education. And, you know, I kind of have like a multifaceted reason for why I go with it that way. But I saw this movement into farming over the last few years, which is a beautiful thing. Um, We all know why it's happening, (laughs) but um, (laughs) as having my background in agriculture, even though commercial ag, it's much different than homesteading, but you know, I grew up on a ranch. I, I know how to, how all of this works. 
and I've consulted on a lot of small farms. And I, what I saw in this kind of homestead space online is a lot of really well-intentioned people not knowing what questions to ask to be responsible farmers. Mm. And so, I mean, if you don't know what to ask, you don't know to ask it. True. And so my goal has really been, I bring on a lot of guests to just teach about different aspects of running a homestead. Right. And so then I used to do two episodes a week. Now I'm down to one, but then on my like opposite week, I do, I have homeschoolers on to talk about different styles of, you know, teaching neurodivergent kids, teaching kids on farms, teaching kids. I had, you know, one gal on about teaching kids barefoot, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and just kind of have those different topics um, and different things to teach the kids that are kind of outside of that box of just the, you know, English, math, science, like all those other life skills that are out there that they wouldn't get taught in public school. And that a lot of new homeschool moms or, you know, parents are just really focused on teaching those core subjects. And there's so many other things that really get the kids excited. So. Yeah, it's, it's really good. And it's a good platform to prompt those questions, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. because yeah, a lot of, a lot of new homeschoolers in particular, they, they're always not sure, but because they don't know what questions to ask to get the certainty mm-hmm. um, out of them. And so they struck. So then they're like, okay, I, I can't do this. It's, it's too much. And then, then they're overwhelmed. Yeah. I say teaching the questions you don't know to ask. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that because we, we, we don't, we don't. And it, it was, I sort of came from, you know, a teaching background. So I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of had it in my head. Well, I can teach my kids because I know how to do that. I know how to create lesson plans if I need to, but which I don't, I don't even, I don't think I've even looked at a lesson plan in the last few years. Uh, We just kind of make it up as we go. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, but for many, it's like they, they know they're not a teacher. They have no clue about teaching. And so they think I can't teach my kids, but you can, but you do, you do teach your kids. And so it's telling, it's kind of showing them, you know, like, yeah. you know, this is what it, it, this is what it can look like. Right. And if you're still unsure, I have yet to find a curriculum that doesn't hand walk you through the whole thing. True. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of them that homeschool moms don't realize that when you buy a curriculum, you weren't teaching it. Yeah. The curriculum's teaching it. You're yeah. just there to administrate it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing I found that you know, even with those um, set curriculums, I, after a while, it's just, I think after the second year, I'm like, I'm not doing half of what this book is telling me to do. Right. <laughs> You're like all this busy work, like you have to like, yeah. you know, read a chapter and then do all these worksheets and then write yeah. an essay and then do, yeah. a, you know, paper mache thing. Yeah, and that's, that's like, which, which was fine. And then my kids were like, you know, it would, you know, one, I don't know, maybe it was uh, geography or history or something uh-huh. like that. And they'd be like, okay, read pages, uh, you know, five to six in chapter one. And then, you know, Monday to Friday, it was like two, two more pages of that same chapter. And then my kids were like, can't we just finish the chapter? I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's just do that. Yeah. And then we'll just do the questions after. Yeah, and so we either- just like... It's either like these little tiny baby steps or yeah. like every, like I said, every curriculum, like, you know, just Monday, you have to like, you know, rebuild your whole house 
and then do that again on Tuesday. <laughs> like, no, 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 this is too much. Like, why yeah. are we doing all these extra things? Yeah. Because yeah, it's great sometimes to do the, you know, paper mache flower pot or whatever. Yeah. But was, you know, is that really necessary for this English assignment? Not really, yeah. you know. And a lot of it is just extra stuff. And mm. I, I, the the one particular curriculum that I had bought, they, they did put in little tiny writing. You know, this is just a suggestion. If you feel like, you know, you don't want to do it with your kids, you don't have to, but it's here for you. And I'm like, mm. well, why did I pay for all this? You know, <laughs> so we're not going to end up using it. Yeah, or about the curriculums with... that you pay, you know, they're a digital download and you pay a decent amount for them. And then it comes <gasps> out with just one sheet of all the links to take you to somebody else's site to teach you that. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. I'm like, it's great that you did the research for me, but that wasn't a $20 download. Like no. that was either a freebie or maybe a $5 download, you know, like. <laughs> and even for you to find those links, like Google is everything. Like <laughs> I find... I... Like, really, you just type in. I'm like, oh, look, here it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just pop on. Oh, look, there's a video on how to do this. Let's just watch the YouTube video. And and it's so simple. So you really can, you know, you don't have to rely on, you know, these fancy lesson plans and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So I agree. Uh, yeah. It's so good to to just reach out and look to see what's out there because, even for, you know, your playtime, your educational uh, fun stuff, like there's so many things. I'm just like, where was this all the time? Like you can't find these things in textbooks. Like you, like if we didn't talk to other homeschoolers, we would know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, I was even, my kids the other day, they got a color by number, but they've lost half their crayons. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like my house. <laughs> and so, you know, like my six-year-old, he's like, mom, how do I make dark green? You know what I'm like? Green and black. And he was like, oh, okay. You know? And I mean, just kids are going to learn. So yeah. just roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's similar with, with my kids. They, and I don't, if, if they tell me they're missing crayons, I'm like, okay, deal with it because I'm not buying anymore. Right. It sounds <laughs> because... like a personal problem. <laughs> And then he'll come back with his thing. And look, I decided to do this, this, and this. And he's created this masterpiece out of what he had. And I'm like, see, skill building right there. Problem solving yep. skills right there. And I didn't do a thing. I just said, go deal with it. <laughs> right. so. um, have you actually, have you read that book, Free Range Children? No, I haven't. Strongly suggest it. And yeah, there's definitely things I wouldn't do. Like, I'm sorry, I would not let my child ride the subway by themselves in New York City. No, me neither. <laughs> but I also I live in the country where I let my kids walk to the store a mile away. Right. And doesn't even I don't even bat an eye. Yeah. And there's a lot of families that wouldn't they'd be like, Oh, you're gonna let your children walk. There's no other people around to make sure they're safe or anything. I'm like, they have a dog with them, they're good. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But anyways, this book just really it's all those types of concepts. Like don't get in the middle of the fights between kids and that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Because we need to be able to learn to work these things out. It's true. It's true. And my guys are at the age where they're constantly fight- fighting now. Mm-hmm. So it's learning for me. And I would say you know, we learn as, as parents too, right? We're mm-hmm. not just here teaching our kids. Our, te- our kids are teaching us 
a, a few things about ourselves too. So <laughs> it's like, okay, that's nobody's going to kill each other. So let me just, <laughs> just step back and let's see what happens. And sure enough, like they'll, they'll surprise you, right? They, they, they know, I mean, you tell them, right? You tell them what's right and what's wrong. And, you know, somebody's going to come walk over, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Or, Mm. and then they make up and then they're fine. And then you did nothing. So I, you know, yeah, totally right about letting them try to find their own way in that way. Yeah, it's, you know, especially like my 15 year old twins right now, they're going to drive me crazy because <laughs> <laughs> all they do is fight. Um, it was, I mean, actually, right at fair last year, right before they went into the show ring, they're wearing all white to show their dairy cows. And my daughter thought it'd be funny to try to punch her brother in the face and like made contact and busted his lip. And I'm just oh, like, oh, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 and, uh, you know, so. They, but they still like, they kind of like, she's like, you better get right or I'm going to bust your lip again. <laughs> like, just no, no. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have so many stories to, to tell about that. It's just, it's, and the thing is like, this is not happening outside, right? This is not happening in a, in a different school setting with a bunch of strangers. Mm-hmm. The good thing is, is that they're doing this at home in a safe environment and they can learn to conflict res- resolution. Mm-hmm. They can learn about that because it is a safe environment. And so, yeah, yeah they're going to have those fights. Yeah, they're going to drive us nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that non-homeschoolers will say to me when I tell them I'm homeschooling. They're like, but like, they're in your face like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's exactly where I want them. Right, that's you know, I work from home and I have my own office and I sit in the living room and work most of the time because I want to be yeah. there for all the things that they do. Exactly. Exactly. We sit here too. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, and it's, that's the thing. I work from home too. And it's, they see me working, they're working mm-hmm. on their school. I, I tell, I try to teach them that, you know, your school is your job. So you do your job while mommy's doing her job. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we take breaks, we have lunch together, we have, you know, we do all the things together. And then we can plan our day like, hey, are you going to be done your meeting soon? Let's, let's do this together and, and yeah. do that. You know, it's it, I don't know, I wouldn't trade this for anything of all yeah. the ups and downs. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are days where you're like, oh, goodness, I don't know if I can right. <laughs> keep doing this. And every mom goes through this, every homeschooling mom goes through this. But at the end of the day, when you're like, yeah, this, it, I have never doubted my decision to keep them home. It's, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. You know, I, I speak at homeschool conventions and this last year, two different times I had my kids in like where I was speaking. And one time I was talking about how, like, I encourage my kids to manage the farm on their own. And I had the mm-hmm. audience ask, like, can we ask your daughter some questions? Oh, wow. And she got up on stage with me and answered questions on how she manages her chicken flock. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. I was so proud of her. And then um, at another one, my, her twin brother, uh, my other 15 year old had the two babies. They wanted to come watch me talk. Aww. And the babies are like playing in the corner and older brothers like dealing with them and stuff. 
And then afterwards I had moms come up to me and say, you know, like, I thought that was really awesome. But not only did you show your kids that you can be a mom and, you know, run a business, but you're doing it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 So that's just how life works sometimes. But I love that you found inspiration in that. Yeah. It is. It is so inspiring. So I'm glad that you do what you do. And I'm so glad that you were able to share so much with us today. Is there anything, a words of wisdom that you'd like to give to our listeners about, you know, getting that teacher help as we wrap up? Yeah, basically make time for yourself. Because when you're frantically trying to scramble through blogs and podcasts to make sure you're doing it right while trying to still be mom and homeschool mom and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you're not going to absorb it in the same way because you're going to scan for the best piece of information that you need in that moment. Right. Take, take the time to listen to these podcasts while you're driving to town every day. I mean, for me, it's a 45 minute drive to town. I don't know what everyone else is. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, when you're driving to town, it's okay to listen to a podcast in the shower. Um, yeah. Or folding laundry. Yeah. That's what I do. Um, right. Um, when I uh, pull weeds in the springtime, that's my favorite thing. I go and listen to like books on tape or I always ah, say books nice. on tape, but it ages me so much. Audiobooks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I listen to audiobooks or podcasts while I'm weeding. And then I'm, you know, I actually read in a book recently that you don't have to read relax in the same way that everybody else is else relaxes to actually yes. be relaxing. And I'm one of those yeah. people that needs productive relaxing. Yeah. So I go and I weed and while I'm weeding, my garden looks beautiful when I'm done and I've absorbed information and I had my time alone like I needed. That's that's a really good point. Yeah. I've never really thought about that, you know, people relax differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I you just kind of have it in your head that, you know, you just you have to sit in bed. To, and... Yeah, yeah, take a bath or something. And I, yeah. I sit in the bathtub and I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's true. I think I I think I'm like you because I don't like sitting in the tub because then I can't do something. Yeah. So, yeah. so when I take that time to work with my hands, it gives my brain a break, but I'm mm. still getting to be productive. I love that. I love that. So yeah, those of you who are listening and you need some time to yourself, really think about that and definitely make the time as Cody has suggested. And yeah, definitely do your research, do your homework, because it's just just to make you better, just to make you the best teacher, which you already are. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to I like to think of it, you know, the the public school system has uh, these professional development days over here in Canada anyway. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the teachers kind of go off. They've already got their certification, right? They're already teachers, but mm-hmm. you do this consistently throughout the year. You find new ways of, of doing things. You look for fresh ideas and and just things that would encourage you as a homeschooling mom. It you, builds you kind of keep doing that. Yeah. It builds confidence and validation. I think validation is a really big one as a homeschool mom. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it's so important, especially for those of us who are like I like I called myself the black sheep, you know, of the, the family. And you're you're kind yeah. of on your own. But hey, over here at the Hey Mama Homeschool Show, you are never alone. Um, there are mamas like Cody and myself out there willing to chat with you and encourage you on your journey. So, you know, you are not alone on this and 
keep doing the research and keep loving on your kids and teaching them the way that they should go. And I just want to say thank you, Cody, for joining me today. You shared so much wonderful wisdom. I'm so glad you were able to join us today. Thank you for having me. And just to let you know, the winter issue of the Old School House magazine is here. Look inside this edition for homeschool fun and games, how to teach logic and strategy, and writing tips. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the busy season and snuggle up hot chocolate in hand and read this brand new edition from cover to cover to inspire you as you head into the new year. And guess what? It's better on the app. Don't forget to download the app at homeschoolapp.com. And before we sign off, I'm going to let you know what's coming up next on the Hey Mama Homeschool show. We've got STEM, STEAM, and science fairs. Why bother? Next is Teen Rebels and Grown Prodigals, Pain and Prayer. Then, what to do with the active wiggly ones. So don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss a new episode. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.